What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Academy of Change. My mission is to help you completely transform your life, create lifelong change, and be able to strive towards the best version of yourself with this podcast. And we have a special, special episode, our first ever guest on the podcast. And I wouldn't choose anybody else. This person has really become one of my best friends here over this course of this year since we met doing a certification course a little bit earlier. We talk all the time. We bounce ideas off each other. We're both really obsessed with growth, transformation, change. And so I'm so excited to bring Jillian on today to discuss her own transformation and her own change and growth this year. Welcome, Jillian, to the Academy of Change. Thank you, Alex. That was such a nice intro. I could cry. <laughs> you deserve it. It's been it's been really good. Honestly, so I'm so grateful that we that we met there in the mindset certification and that we've been able to develop just the relationship that we have this year so far because it's hard we've talked about this but it's so hard to find people who are on the same path as you right and so like i think that it's so nice that we have nci and we have like the different events like we were able to meet in person at the last coaching con and then we start to develop more of like a you know we voice message each other all the time and and do all that and so it's kind of it's nice to bounce ideas off of somebody and be able to you know, not distance ourselves from people who are on the same path, but just surround ourselves more with people that actually are. Yeah, for sure. Just being around like-minded people because it, it was difficult to find those kinds of people. Um, so yeah, I'm forever grateful for NCI for bringing us together because I'm so lucky to have you. So I totally feel the same about you too. <laughs> I appreciate it. And yeah, it's, no, it's great. And I think it's, it's tough. Like there's almost like the I've heard like Ed Milet, I think, talk about this in my entrepreneur like mentorship group that I'm in with with him and Andy Frisella. And he talks about how there's like these points in your career, like if you're an entrepreneur, you're a business owner, you're somebody like trying to grow in that area, there's gonna be these like no man's land points where you're like, you kind of don't, you don't really know what to do. And so like for the longest time, I know as I was in that area where I was like, I don't have anybody around me that I really relate to. And that's not to say that there's not peop, amazing people around me, but it's just like, this is a lonely road that we're on, right? Like trying to grow a business, trying to help people and change people's lives in that way. And so it's nice to like kind of grow out of that, like no man's land and to like find people like you and Nick and Matt and like other amazing people that we talk with all the time at NCI and just different people as well. Yeah, for sure. I think it's just lonely because of the fact that you just really outgrow so much of like your inner circle that you're used to. So it's just trying to find those people. And then like once I found like, like you said, like you guys and people from NCI, like you don't feel like that anymore because now you've met your people. Like it's just about growing into the person that you're trying to be and finding people who fit that with you now. Yeah, no, absolutely. And speaking of growth and transformation, like you it's been amazing just to kind of be on this journey with you to see like the complete just transformation that you've made and just how, how many shifts you made here over the course of this year. And so like, I'm, I'm really pumped to get into that side of things. I know like if for anybody wanting to hear Jillian's story in general, if you go to optimize you, which is my other podcast, you can, she told her whole story of like her health, fitness, like her growth from, you know, where she came as a child, some of the struggles she had all the way to, to where she is now and becoming a coach, impacting lives, all of the amazing work she does there. Today, we're going in a different direction. So this is the Academy of Change. We're talking about transformation growth. And like I said, like I, I wouldn't have anybody else on because like you've made amazing strides and I want to get down to the root of like some of those just strides, what it's taken for you to make these changes, what kind of changes you made. And so I'd love if you just start by like talking about this year for you and just the growth that you've been able to make so far. Yeah, so <laughs> this year has been insane. I would say that the past couple of months, I've probably experienced more change than I have in like the past like two years even. Um, I'd say the biggest breaking point, I guess, for me to really experience this kind of change was honestly doing like the NCI courses and meeting you and then also going through my breakup and coming to the realization that like okay this 
is not working for me anymore. This is something that's really holding me back and preventing me from being my best self. And I think that's something where breakups are so hard. Everyone goes through them. But like to be so real with yourself instead of settling for something that's super comfortable and safe and to really acknowledge like, okay, this isn't working for me. That was like the biggest pivot for me this year. So that way I could start to actually figure out what am I doing? What path do I want to go on? And like literally who am I? Oh, that's amazing. So like the breakup was like that almost that first domino that fell for you that allowed you to start like digging more into yourself and your situation to start getting into a better place there. Yeah, I think a lot of the a lot of that relationship I think I was lying to myself because I didn't want to let go of that person. Um and in turn, you know, that's you you constantly like telling parts of yourself that they don't matter, that those thoughts aren't real, they don't exist. And that's how you slowly start to lose yourself in a relationship with someone else is when you're constantly like not listening to or seeing the reality of the situation. I was looking for every which way and reason as to why my life wasn't going the way I wanted to except for the relationship, right? Like I was I was being blind to it on purpose. I wanted to find a different reason as to why I felt the way I felt. Um, and I just really wasn't being honest to myself and your body your body will tell you whether you are ready or not at some point with anxiety, with just feeling really down, feeling really stale. I just felt so stuck and like I wasn't growing. Um, and I I knew I had no option at, at some point. Gotcha. So you're like in the situation where you finally became aware that like the relationship was one big reason why you weren't where you wanted to be, why you were almost like spinning your wheels and why you weren't as happy as you think you could be. Yeah, for sure. I think that when your mind is like constantly consumed with thoughts of what's going on with their relationship or feeling like we should break up, but I want to stay with him, which like constantly like that started to become all I could think about. Like when I first got into growth and and content and, and social media and all this stuff with coaching, my mindset was so absorbed by my business and making content. And that's all I could think about. And I was so happy. And then it slowly started to become, you know, kind of codependent emotionally on this person and realizing like, okay, all I think about is like this relationship, all my energy is going here. And I slowly started to take away from the kind of efforts that I could put towards my own career and my what I really wanted for myself because everything was just about that relationship. Gotcha. So it sounds like you kind of went from thought figuring out that you lost yourself in some capacity to at this point now like almost finding yourself or being on that path because then that can be tough right to, to really define if you found yourself or not I don't know if that's a thing but you know that's what it kind of sounds like to me like and what you know on top of that like making okay you you're aware like this 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 relationship is not serving me anymore it's not allowing me to grow and be the best version of myself what after that like did you start doing to really get into a better place in a better relationship with yourself? I guess to find yourself, I kind of think of it more so as like, you have to come back to yourself versus like actually find yourself. Like I think yeah. it's a lot of like your inner child or just, you know, the answers you always do, but you have to stop fighting with yourself and just let yourself be honest with deep down. How are you feeling? Trusting your gut and your intuition. Um, and I think that the next steps for me were I needed to close the door and I needed to do no contact because I'm someone who, if you let me, I will drag this out forever. So I needed to be like, I need to let go for real this time, cut him off. Like no contact, I think is the most effective way to actually get over someone. And also surrounding myself with a really good support system. Um, and just really channeling into myself and figuring out what do I want. I needed to pour all of that energy back into myself that I was giving to the relationship that really wasn't serving me anymore. And I needed to start to figure out, okay, what do I really want? Like you talk all the time about picturing your vision. Like what do you want for yourself? Like 
your dream board, right? Your gratitude, all of that stuff. And really thinking about what is so important to me and what I want out of life. And I had to go chase that and implement that. And I needed to heal a lot of very deep wounds that I had realized were why I was attracted and attached to this person so that I didn't repeat and make the same mistake moving forward. Gotcha. Well, that's awesome that you went there. Like, I feel like most people never get to this point that they really feel like they can go back and he, like, it's so uncomfortable, right? Like you figured this out over the course of the last few months. Like, It's so uncomfortable to go back into the past and to go back into trauma, which I, I kind of think of trauma as just like, there's some, such a wide array, right? Like there's the things that happen to people that are just disgusting and so terrible. And then there's those things that we have happened to ourselves that we just draw conclusions from, right? I, I talked about on one of, talked about somewhere. I don't know where I talked about. I, I talk about things in so many different areas at this point, but I talked about like a, I had a rejection. I viewed this as a rejection. So I, I actually, this is back in sixth grade, I believe, somewhere around that period of time, maybe even earlier that like I had a crush on this girl and I had my friends ask her out because I was just a security cat. Right? I was like, go ask her out for me. Right. And then they, they went and did it and she didn't know like who I was, which I, I personally think that it's just like my name. Like everybody knew me as Wojo. I think they asked like Alex, you know, do you want to go out with Alex or something like that? Right. And so I don't know who that is. And so I was like, I viewed that as a rejection. Like when I kind of went back into that, I was like, oh my gosh, like that makes a lot of sense. Like that I didn't put myself out there in those kind of situations for a long time because I didn't want to get hurt. Like that was, I was like, oh, rejection doesn't feel good. Right. Like it's like, that sucks. And so I stopped doing that. And so like, it's so difficult to go back into those kind of situations, but what are some things that you've done to actually heal those like past traumas, past situations that you've run into? Yeah. So I can totally relate to you. I, I think we've talked about many times about how we had that fear of like judgment and rejection. So it really was hard for me. Um, what I had to do was really, so I'm in therapy. So I work with a therapist to help me and I had to actually be like, super real and honest with my therapist too because therapy genuinely is what you make it and if you're not bringing if you're bringing a bunch of fluff you're gonna get a bunch of fluff back right so you have to be like okay this is how I feel I don't understand it let's discuss it and let's talk about it um so that's kind of what I did with my therapist and we would go way back into all of like my trauma and and my own self-worth and why I was attracted to these kinds of people and being really honest, because I think for a lot of it, I I didn't want to believe that I was doing that or I didn't want to believe that that I was making decisions based off of this truth. Right. And it scared me. It really scared me a lot. Um, and I think that's the thing with therapy is sometimes it just opens up things that are so scary or painful that it's very quick to like reject it and run away from it. So you have to be very open and okay with accepting this in order to move forward because sometimes you're just not ready for it. Um, and also I was the well, number one thing that resonated deeper with me than anything else is this book that I put you on, um, No Bad Parts. And it's a specific type of therapy that it talks about, which is called like IFS, which is Internal Family Systems. Um, and it's basically like, telling yourself like there's no bad parts of you every part of you is trying to protect you and trying to understand what all of these parts are doing and how they play a role in your life so talking to myself talking to these parts um, it sounds a little bit weird but when you actually do it you start to really understand like what did this part of me need that got neglected or got hurt or rejected at some point that it's now acting in such a way that no longer serves me for where I am today. Um, and that's been like my biggest, my biggest uh, help, I think. That's awesome. Yeah, I know I just started reading that book. And I think of it as like, for anybody out there, so like I, I the parts thing for me, it doesn't fully like resonate with my mind, right? Like I, I kind of think of it almost as like a frozen piece of yourself in time. Like if you think about like the, 11 year old Alex on the day when he got rejected, like, or viewed that as a rejection, like that could be viewed in my mind. That's what I kind of see it as like that part, right? Like that, that version It's like, he's stuck there, right? He's stuck in that, what he 
drew a conclusion as a rejection. And so like, I've kind of framed it as that as like the part, I guess I, some things I feel like just resonate with different people. So like, that's kind of what resonates with me, but I think that's really huge to, to do that and be able to go back and be like, okay, like what are, what I did personally as well is like, I went back and I was like, okay, what were the moments in time that I like am triggered by, right. That I'm so scared to go back to. And I, I put them all together and I'm like, okay, like went back to each of those. And I was like, what was I, why did I do this? Right. Like, why did I do this thing that I was doing in this situation? Oh, well I did it because I wanted to look cool. I wanted to be accepted. I wanted to fit in. That was a common theme for me. Right. It was like, I, I did everything because I wanted to be accepted and I wanted to be a part of the group. And so like that kind of led me down. Like every time I like would go back to a different thing, I was like, oh shit, well I did this stupid thing because I wanted to be accepted and I want to be a part of the group. Right. It's like, that's the common theme I was able to find. Was there any like common themes for you when you went back into, or you, you know, I'm sure you're still doing, I think nobody ever stops this, right? It's that never ending work. That's going to, you're going to have different stuff come out, but like, what are some of the common themes for you that you found when you've gone back into some of these like different parts of yourself? Yeah, I think we're pretty similar. Um, so for me, a lot of my common themes were my self-worth. Like, I don't think I'm good enough um, or I'm not pretty enough or just not enough, period, right? In a, a bunch of different ways. Um, feeling like, you know, no one loves me or I'm not a lovable person or I don't know how to love people. Um and a lot of it was just like a, a fear of being rejected and abandoned and a fear of people not liking me. So that's kind of like my common theme. So a lot of like very deep rooted like self-esteem issues um, is really what it came down to for me because I was like that too. And like you were talking about, you know, how you resonate with that frozen part of you. Um, that is really relevant because that is like what it is. It's about like finding these parts that will still come out today, but like going back to like the earliest or like most painful moment back in time and like reminding yourself like, hey, this this isn't my reality anymore. I'm not an 11 year old Alex. I don't need to fear this kind of rejection anymore. It doesn't serve me. Right. And just kind of like talking to that part of yourself. No, I think that's great. And like almost like peeling back the layers of it. Like not being afraid to ask like, why, 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 and yes. like get down to the root. Cause I think that's the big thing with what we do as coaches, where a lot of the stuff that people try out there with these different diets and stuff, it's not, they never really get down to the root of the actual problem, right? It's mm -hmm. just a lot of band-aids like, oh, I'm going to take, take this fucking medication or take this or do this. And it's like, you're not even getting to what the struggle is. So like, I think that that root cause stuff, it works really well here where it's like, what was the root cause of this? Like why I feel like this and gosh, it is uncomfortable though. It is uncomfortable, but it gets <laughs> easier, right? Like it gets so much easier to do. And you talked about self-worth, which I think is a really just interesting thing that so many people struggle with. I, I would imagine most people struggle with this, like not feeling enough for various different reasons, right? Like people draw their own conclusions, which is what I think all this stuff is, right? It's just these, it's crazy. Like the human brain can almost have one thing happen to it. And then we draw the conclusion that everything is like that, right? It's like, oh, this one situation happened to me. And that's what everything is like, right? This is one thing, even though like when you look at the evidence of like all of those situations that are like that, like there's like one time that happened, like it's just like there's one thing happened to me once and then now I've been telling myself this story for years and years and years that has just gotten me into a rough spot. And so like when you talk about self-worth, like what have you done over the last few months to work on like your self-worth and growing that? Yeah, um, so that's definitely something I'll always have to work on, I think for sure. A lot of what I've been trying to pay attention to that I've, we've talked about a little bit is just really trying to figure out all the different ways I've relied on external validation to make me feel good about myself and to kind of like cut that off and really focus on how to validate myself. Um, so some practices like that is like, right, like I would rely on even like sometimes like engagement on social media like guys commenting on me or whatever guys talking to me 
like all these different things and I'm just trying to like get rid of it and like things that are so easy for you to have access to just to feel good for a minute or whatever it may be and really again just like working on myself like journaling meditating listening to podcasts about self-worth listening to podcasts to make you realize that you are enough and affirmations right it sounds so corny but it really like when you really think about it and you're just like okay how can I validate myself how can I tell myself I'm worthy going through this type of therapy and doing some of the um, practices in the book like talking to my younger self and reminding it like hey I'm it's okay now like you know, I'm 24 years old, like, I'm not this little girl that's scared anymore, like, and, and really trying to heal that part of me that constantly felt like she wasn't worth it, and just constantly reminding myself, like, I am good as I am, while also letting myself be, like, just let myself be without any care of what anyone else thinks. That's really, really big for me, because I am such a people pleaser. I've always wanted to I've always been someone who like morphed my personality into whatever I thought you wanted me to be so you would like me um and I'm really trying to just let myself be who I am and who I want to be without caring if you reject me or not and being okay with if you don't like me which is really really hard for me um but that is like the most beautiful thing because there's so many parts of myself that I have rejected for so long because I didn't think people would like those parts of me. And those parts feel bad about themselves, right? Like that makes me not feel good because I can't show up as my most authentic self because I'm too scared to. So really practicing my authenticity, you just feel good because you're being you. And it's it sounds like ridiculous, but when you struggle so much with your own self-worth and like your own confidence, like that's, it's very hard to do. Um, and it takes a lot of like active like practice of like, okay, I'm just going to be myself. And if you don't like me, like, that's fine. Um, and I'll move on. <laughs> Weird question. What, what do you think, how did you find like who your authentic self is? And I asked that because I did the same thing, right? I share the same exact thing. People pleaser wanted to do everything to be accepted, morph myself into what I thought other people liked or wanted me to be. And for the longest time I struggled to figure out who that authentic self was. So it was like, well, who, which like, where is that? Right. Like where is my authentic self? And so like, how, how did you figure that out? It's just always there. I think it's nothing that you have to figure out. It's about just letting it out, just being you, because for me, it would be more like even a stupid example, like what restaurant do we want to go to and me being like whatever you want like whatever you, you know and it's being like no like I, I want to go here or I actually don't want to do that or in saying no, not not being not being afraid to say no to people like not being afraid to just say genuinely like ask yourself how do you actually feel about this situation like seriously and being honest let that self come out without you fearing like oh they're not going to like that answer so I'm not going to say that right so it's it's literally in you and you just have to let it out as if it's who you are when you're alone right like that's that's kind of your authentic self is when no one else is around you what would you do who would you be what do you think is funny what do you think you what do you like right like what do you like when no one else has any opinion about what it is like that is that is just your true authentic self i love that definition yeah that's that's really good and and yeah, it's like the no resistance, right? Like it's, it can feel, if you feel like you have a lot of resistance with yourself and like you said, I love that yes and no type thing. I think it can be great for people to define as well. Like I think along the lines of that is like your value system, right? A lot of times we go away from our values and that was a huge thing for me when I define my values and I define what's truly most important to me, which I know we've kind of talked about as well it really cleared things up. It's like, oh, okay. Like this, now I can truly like say yes and no to things and, and really be more authentic because I know what, yeah, I, I don't think people take the time to do that or it's like, they, they just like, they go by the seat of other people's validations and opinions because they've never defined what they truly want. You know, they, they don't ever prioritize themselves. Right. Which is so hard to do for most people to really sit down and 
and be like, you know what, I'm going to be me and I'm going to just prioritize myself, which I've learned allows me to prioritize everybody else and be more present for everybody else as well. Because when I'm not prioritizing myself, I show up in a terrible way. I don't like how I feel on a regular basis. Feels like I'm not present with anybody, right? I'm always thinking about other things or thinking about what people are thinking about me. And so like, I relate heavily with that. I think that's really, really cool that you talk about. I, and that's a, a weird question, right? Like, it's a, a thought, but I think that there's a lot of people out there asking it because I, I didn't know that right away. It's like, what? I was like, for the first months of like trying to be like more authentic, I was like, well, who is my authentic self? Or like, who is that guy who I want to be like, who I want to show up as on a, on a regular basis? And it took me a lot of trial and error and like meditation and, and defining and getting clear on different things in my past and in my future and what I want. And like getting, once I got all that clarity and it's like, oh, what's most important to me? And I start to kind of get these things and I start to remind myself of it on a regular basis because that's something I'll toss in there is that like, if you don't know, like you got to get clear on these things and it can be super duper uncomfortable. But once you do get clear on, you know, what you really want in this world, why you want it, what's really important to you, like your value system, um, it starts to, your, yourself starts to come out, but you want to remind yourself of those things on a regular basis. I look at a sheet of paper that has those things on it and you might think, Alex, you're crazy, but how, how do you remember, like, if you haven't done it for a while, if you haven't been yourself for a while, like sometimes it's good, like the first thing in the day be like, okay, yeah, this is how we're going to show up today or have an intent for the day. Like, this is my intent for the day. I want to show up and present for everything. I want to like, sometimes my, my, my intent is to like have the best, like move everybody forward that I, that I come in contact with or talk with or have a client call with. And so those are some things that have worked for me. What other things just on like the self-worth and self-love especially. Cause like, I think that self-worth and self-love are still a little bit different. Like I know you've worked heavily on that as well and like self-soothing yourself because let's be real here. Like this stuff is not, it's not always like you're going to just be perfect right after you get into a better place. Like there's going to be days where you don't feel good. And so like, how have you navigated those days that are like bad? You don't feel as good. You wake up, you're like, damn, like I just feel off today. Right. And also second question, how, how have you gotten to a better place with yourself when it comes to self-love? So on the days I feel off, here's one thing about me too, is I very much relied on my boyfriends for emotional support and to be my self-soothing or to self-soothe me. Right. So, or self-soothe, I guess, isn't the word. <laughs> to comfort me <laughs> um so and I think I found so much comfort in my sadness like a lot so I've had to really get uncomfortable with choosing things that make me feel good and that's like a mantra for me I'm big on like the mantras too right is like do more of what feels good to you okay like does sitting here sulking and crying feel good to me no probably not right so how can I how can I productively work through this? And sometimes it might be crying and letting it out, but sometimes it's, you know, I put on a podcast that makes me move in the right direction and they talk about things that make me feel better instead of listening to sad music, right? So being really, um, I guess, selective of what you choose to absorb and how you choose to move through these feelings and then also, like, I look at my vision board. I have a vision board. I look through my affirmations that I have on Pinterest and I read through them and they, they just make, remind me, oh, yeah, I feel good. Oh, yeah, this is, this is right. This is how I actually feel, right? Then, like, you have to envision, like, your higher self as well. And who do you want to be, right? If you're not there yet, who do you want to be? And you start to embody that and act like that and move like that because that's what you want and that's where you're going, right? Who you were or what happened to you doesn't serve you anymore, right? So we have to start moving forward and working through some of that. And we need our past to understand ourselves, but we can't live there. So doing some things like that. And honestly, also like when I am sad, uh, journaling a lot, doing the voice memo journaling and talking about how I feel because I don't like to, I don't wanna have to rely on other people. Like 
friends are great as a support system, but I really, really am practicing since I relied so heavily on other people in the past to like, how can I get myself through this without rejecting it so intensely? And that's one thing about me too, is I've always struggled with super high highs and super low lows. So for me, if I wake up in a bad mood, I am prone to panic and be like, I need to get rid of this. Like I push my bad feelings away and I reject that part of me so heavily that it was just very counterproductive and it just comes back screaming louder because I'm ignoring it and I'm pushing it away. So if I do feel some type of way sometimes, right, I do those things to get me through it and feel a little bit better. But sometimes really I need to sit down and be like, okay, like how am I feeling? And this is where the IFS like therapy and that kind of stuff is really helpful in asking, how do I feel right now? What do I need? Why am I feeling this way? Again, right? Why, 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 why? Always asking yourself why till you get to the root of it and sitting there. And sometimes, like I said, you're going to cry and it's okay to cry. And it's like, I'm upset. I want to cry and let yourself. I think because I was like, I don't want to cry. I don't resonate with that sad part of me. I hate that part of me, right? Just accepting it. And it's like, okay, I cried and it's done and we're good. And now I'm moving on, right? Instead of just being so mean to yourself. I think it's it's really embracing that part of you and, and being like, okay, now productively, what can I do to help myself through it? That's really good. And yeah, I think we, we have a lot of similarities with like this stuff. Like I, I literally, you know, my thing was always alcohol, drugs, food, different stuff that I would grasp for when I didn't feel good. Right. And I love that you just have certain tools that you go to that help you really get into a better place with your state, right? Help you change your state or, or help you work through the emotions in a, like a better serving way. Cause I think a lot of people out there who are probably listening to this or just really people in general, they have something they go to when they're stressed, when they're sad, like whatever's going on. Right. And, and that is a slippery slope. Like it's so, and it's not to say like, don't, don't, like bad mouth yourself or like get frustrated if you have this happen. Like I still have this stuff happen, right? I'm sure Jillian, you have these things happen where you grasp for other things. It's our natural state, right? And you talked about like almost having emotions, like your emotional home of like you had the emotional home that you liked to be in sadness because it just became almost like a recurring theme for you. But I think that it's just so cool that you have like journaling and different types of journaling and podcasts and different things. And I would just challenge everybody out there to, to find these things, try out these different tools, meditation. The book that Jillian's talking about is called No Bad Parts uh, by Richard Schwartz, I believe. And so if you want to try that out, I've just started reading it. It's very, very great. A lot of good stuff in there. And there's a lot of different ways you can go about it. But if you have like go-to tools and you set those up for yourself, then you're going to really, and it's going to take reminding, right? There's going to be like step backs. There's going to be things that happen. But if you can like figure out what works for you. You can do some trial and error with different types of tools, journaling, meditation, um, going on a walk. Uh, you, you can use other people, but I think it's really beneficial to not use other people all the time because like you said, like you don't want to rely. It's almost, it's similar, I think, to like, I, I don't want to compare them, but like to like alcohol, drugs, to food. Like if you always go to somebody, what if they're not there, right? What are you going to do then? Or like, you, it's just tough to rely on other people too heavily. So I think that's amazing. And what I've been able to gather from this, right? I've, I've known this, but just like self-awareness, you are extremely self-aware, right? Like you have a lot of self-awareness. You've talked about a lot of these things. What are some things that you have done? This, this is probably something you never have been asked before. What are some things you've done to develop more self-awareness? Cause I don't think it's something, it's not something we're, we generally just always have. And I know I haven't always had it either. I'd like to say I've been a pretty self-aware person for the most part. Maybe not, I guess. Um, I think a lot of it is really just that, like, that healing part of yourself. Right? Because, okay, so here's here's really what it was. There were parts of me that I, A, didn't like. And, B, there are parts of me where I would be like, why do I do this? especially if I started to see a pattern with it and I didn't like it about myself. Um, so I would kind of like, why do I do this? Or if I was constantly right having these highs and these lows, 
and I couldn't understand what's wrong with me, what's wrong with me, like trying to really figure out where these feelings and emotions all stem from, these actions and where they come from is how you start to build that self-awareness and it really takes a lot of time and effort and therapy or, you know, some sort of realization of being like, okay, we need to figure out and keep asking ourselves why and where does this come from? Like what comes up for you when you feel this kind of way, right? Like what emotions are coming up for you? When was the earliest time that you felt that way and getting to the root of the issue so I could start to have clarity for myself because that was one of the biggest things I think for me is I constantly question and I'm so indecisive and I don't understand why I'm like this or doing it this way and and I need you need clarity right like you always talk about clarity I needed to understand why I did the things that I did so that I could be like okay that makes sense now how can I fix it and how can I move on and how can I prevent this pattern from happening again so shed the light shed the light on what it is keep asking why keep peeling back the layers and from that from like healing from just being willing to try and heal because it is a very very difficult thing to do you've been able to develop self-awareness yeah well I think it's also too is like we talk sometimes about like hitting rock bottom right before people make a change I think it's it's something where healing is just it's something people put off um and you know we use so many different outlets like you were saying like alcohol drugs different things just to like numb it or not feel it or just not work with it but it's like at what point do you get sick of your own shit like at what point does it become something where you're just like I don't want to feel like this anymore and I think that's what it was for me in order to actually genuinely heal I had to be like I can't I can't even do this anymore like I need to make a change and if that is like really like truly healing then that's what I need to do to actually get what my what I actually want from life right because if I keep doing the same things and the same patterns and I keep getting sick of myself and right I'm not growing I'm not changing I'm never getting there because how am I going to get there if I keep doing the same shit right you've got to get sick of your shit and break that pattern I love it that's so good it's so <laughs> good yeah it's it's so you basically you got in enough pain to where you're changed as well like you you know I, I talked about and the first episode of this, which will be released, like when the day we're recording, it'll be released tomorrow, awesome. which is which is exciting. Um, this will come out whenever it comes out in a few <laughs> weeks. This will come out when it comes out in a few weeks. But uh, I was talking about how like I hit rock bottom, and you know, you you hit a lot of pain to change. I don't know if you would say it was rock bottom or not, um, but there's obviously been resistance on the way. Like, how have you handled that resistance? to to just get to the point where you are right now um how have i handled my resistance i think that for me it just constantly didn't feel good like you know and i'm really big on like do more of what feels good for you and like that really resonates deep with me because i'm like okay well like what feels good and every time i would resist like right like i would have i guess there's things that I, I do that I know aren't great for me every now and again. And I do it and I cave in, you know, once in a while. And afterwards, how do I feel? Probably not great, right? Like you don't feel good. Like you know these things are just temporary fixes or temporary highs that don't actually move you in the right direction. They don't change anything. So it's like, okay, maybe I cave in a little bit here. But I feel like crap after. So I want to chase more of what feels good to me. I want to feel good. Like that is what I care the most about over everything. Because if you don't feel good, you don't move in a better direction, right? You can't show up as your best self at all. Everything is harder because you feel like shit about yourself. You're just constantly tearing down your self-confidence and your self-worth, right? So you want to prove to yourself that you can do these things, that you're worth it, that you care about yourself. And a lot of it too was like, I want to take care of myself because I am worth it. I think that when you constantly go back to these patterns and things that don't serve you, you're constantly telling yourself, I'm not actually worth the change. I'm not actually worth getting better. I don't deserve better. Right. And that's just not true. You nailed it. Like I I was going to say that as well, like where 
I think he was on Ed Mallet's podcast with uh, Jamie Kern Lima recently that that uh, we both listened to, and and she was talking about and this was like light bulb for me. I was like, oh shit, like because I she was talking about self sabotage, which you know is that of constantly falling back into old patterns which I've struggled with my whole life until recently where and she's like it's because generally it comes down to you not thinking you're enough which I was like that is exactly it because mm-hmm. we continue to do these things that we don't want to do right like and and it comes down to like going back into what you're talking about healing the past really getting uncomfortable with all that stuff that you have to get uncomfortable with to move forward and I think from what it talks, what it sounds from you is like, okay, you got in enough pain, right? You're like, I need to change. I'm not growing. I'm not making any progress. Like I love growth. Right. And then that, that growth and almost just like kind of defining where you want to go a little bit more has allowed you to like surpass the resistance. Like it's, it sounds like you really just got a lot of clarity in your life. You worked on healing yourself, you're healing your past and just really having tools in place that have allowed you to stay the course and deal with the tough days and the weeks that are going to come up throughout this process when we do create change. But lastly, kind of the last thing I'm curious about, you know, obviously you're still working, right? I think we're always working to become better. Like there's, I talk about the ever eluding best version of ourself that it's never, we can never reach it. Right. Which is so cool. Right. right? If that's the goal, like that's my ultimate goal to become the best version of myself. And I know it's like a carrot that's like running away. It's like, Oh, come on. Like, you know, it's yeah. like, like, almost got it. And then you're like, you're kind of on to the next day. And it's like, now it's the new, we kind of finally go back. What are some things that you are doing to maintain this? Cause it, you know, we both fall back into our old pattern before, right? Like what are some things that you do on a daily basis, weekly basis to be able to maintain what you're doing and continue to grow? Um, I think it's a lot of the same practices that just help me. It's it's rewiring your brain, right? It's it's creating new patterns, right? It takes like what is it like thirty days to form a habit, sixty days, something like that. You just have to keep doing this stuff and creating structure, creating routine for yourself so that you keep doing it and you tell yourself a different narrative. You tell yourself a different story than what it's it it wants to tell you because that's what you're used to. Um, and I think a lot of it too is surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals and distancing yourself from people that aren't necessarily bad people, but they don't really serve or align with you. So it's constantly asking yourself, like, does this align with me? Does this feel good to me? Um, and adopting these these patterns and these habits that help you and keeping up with them, right? Because how many people are like, yeah, I journaled, and then they don't ever pick it back up. Like, no, you have to figure out how are you going to consistently journal? How are you can consistently find something that helps you so that you stay on course, right? And like you said, if you are dedicated to growth and you're dedicated to being that best version of yourself, then there's really no other option, right? Because we're all going to have a setback every now and again, but can you get yourself back up to where you keep going instead of letting that setback define you and then just stopping altogether? I love it. It's so good. Like routines, having the tools, like it, all this stuff is so beneficial guys. You gotta like, this is gold. So hopefully this helps. Like, I honestly think that like those tools and those routines are so key and like the trial and error of it. Cause you talked about, you know, journaling, like, Oh, maybe what do you got to do to get yourself to journal? And I would even say like, if you have so much resistance with journaling, maybe that's not the tool for you, right? Like, like the, I think that if there's so much resistance with something, it's probably not what you're meant to do. Like slow down, take a step back, like figure out where, like it, it's so easy to rush and do stuff. And I know you've, you've had to talk me off ledges before of just like, like I'm constantly rushing. Wow. Oh, I kind of want to grow, want to grow, blah, 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 blah. You know, <laughs> like, like, you know, all this like stuff, like just craziness. And like, I've, that's the last month or so I've really slowed down and like, just been like, okay. And I got to catch myself here and there, but it's crazy. Like when I've slowed down, just how much quicker stuff's actually moved, you know, like, so oh, crap. Like I, I've gotten a lot more progress and I like the creativity comes to me so much easier. Like I just have ideas that come to me left and right throughout the day. And I'm like, oh, this is great. This is great content. This is whatever. Like, oh, this is a great idea for this. Like 
all this stuff, but it's because I've slowed down. And also to your point as well, the tools, I can't stress the tools enough guys like this, like having tools that work for you is huge. Like I've had a lot of just days in here the last month or two anyway, when I've been in the best place possible for me that I've been in my life, there's been days where it's like, I wake up and I'm like, this feels off or I don't feel good or whatever. And in the past, Alex would have ran to alcohol, drugs, gambling, different, you know, a million food, million different things, right. To, to make myself feel better. And really just to deal with what I considered like stress and emotions that I couldn't feel, which I don't think there's any bad emotions. Like we should feel them all, but we just got to have tools to try to maybe make those like days that aren't as good, shift them into better days or just be able to manage those days. And so like, for me, I finally developed tools around taking the step back. That's like my first tool is like when I'm not feeling good, it's like taking a step back and like digging into what you were talking about, the why behind it. Like, why am I not feeling good? I, I had a day where, where I just, I didn't feel right. Like this was like last week. And I was like, why do I not feel like myself today? And I figured out that it was because I didn't have like clarity, which it kind of comes back. To, I didn't have clarity on the day. I was like, there were some things I was, I wanted to do, but I couldn't do them until something else happened. Right. That was out of my control. And so I figured that out. I was like, okay, well the stuff, the, this is out of my control, why I'm feeling this way. And so like that allowed me to shift and be like, okay, like let's just do what we can do. Let's control what we can. And then guess what happened? Like I got the information I needed and I was able to start doing it and the day kind of shifted around. But in the past, it would have been, I would have got that weird feeling. I wouldn't have dug into the why behind it and got awareness and gotten like clarity around why I was feeling that way and just all of the reasons behind it. And I would have probably gone to something else like now food, obviously I haven't drank in a long time, but, um, or done drugs, but food would have been my thing. I would have gone to that to make myself feel better. But so that's, that's what I would say to anybody out there, just from my perspective, some things that worked for me, take a step back, slow down when you start to feel a certain way, and then try to dig into that. Why peel back those layers to figure out what the reason is. Cause once you uncover the reason, it becomes a lot easier to figure out a way to resolve it or figure out a way to use one of your tools. Like, cause it's, if you're going, if you constantly just go right to the the thing that, that's going to make you feel better right in the moment, but then make you feel guilty or shameful right after, then you're never going to really grow. And that's not to say that there's not going to be step backs, but if you can train yourself to step back, ask why, figure it out, and then have tools to go to that are going to help you feel, you know, just like deal with that or work through those or meditate with it, sit with silence and whatever, you're going to really be in a good spot. Yeah, definitely. I love that. And I think a lot of that too is like when you kind of like slow down and you're saying, right, you can't, if there's so much resistance, you can't force it. So you have to pick something that just works better for you. And even with like our emotions and things like that, it's just a feeling. So if you give your emotions so much power that you just okay, that's how I feel. So I'm just going to adopt like, okay, I feel this way, right? It's really inviting logic in an action that makes sense to help move you through that. So you don't just let your emotion overpower you because I didn't know how to control my emotions. Um, and I always let them overwhelm me and overpower me. And it's really just about like you were saying, trying to find like productive things to help move you through the emotional state that you're in, not to let it overwhelm and absorb you a hundred percent and even like starting with like the fact that no emotions are bad right if you define that then it's going to be easier to to take a step back right but if you have emotions that you think are bad it's like if you have foods that you think are bad right when you eat them you're going to feel guilty when you have bad emotions bad emotions that you view as bad you're going to probably feel guilty you're going to feel like you shouldn't have them when in reality there's no bad emotions there's just emotions and so last question what so what would you say like is your level of like happiness and fulfillment now like where where do you feel like you're at now versus when you started on this journey i would say overall i am a lot happier i've been on a self-growth journey for so long but it as in i guess since i had such a setback with the relationship and the breakup um since the breakup I would say like 
every day is just like a little bit better. And I do still have days where I, I battle with it and I, I do get sad, obviously, right? It's just human. But overall, like in my actual body, like I feel like good on a regular basis. Like I feel normal. Like it was to the point where like in that state I was in towards the end of the relationship, I was genuinely like I had constant anxiety. I was constantly depressed constantly was crying and I felt like I felt like genuinely like there's something so wrong with me like am I crazy like what is going on um and now I just feel like a lot more zen (laughs) a lot more at peace like with myself um you know I'm a little bit impatient sometimes but really overall I think I just every day gets a little bit better And, and that's the other thing too is like I am healing not just myself and coming to all these realizations too but like when you unpack that it just brings up a lot of emotional stuff that is really hard and heavy sometimes so I always say like every I take it like day by day week by week like I'm like yes I'm like a week further um away from the situation and I feel this much better and I constantly think that I'm moving in a way that I will consistently keep feeling better and better because I keep just doing things that align with myself more so I don't know if I can rate happiness but I definitely feel like I'm I'm where I need to be and um, I just have to keep moving forward into that direction well I'm happy for you I'm proud of you you're putting in a lot of work like just so much work like I know on a daily basis to grow to to be able to heal to be able to get in a better relationship with yourself and so it's awesome to see it happening And for anybody out there, I would say like, it gets easier, right? Like as you go, I'm sure you've seen this, like it gets so much easier as you go and you develop these tools. And so never stop quitting, never stop growing. Um, And if this was helpful for you, please, you know, make sure to like, subscribe, rate us, share this with a friend. I feel like this is a really good one to share with somebody who's struggling to, to be able to get some good tactics and tools to to really get into a better place with self-love, self-acceptance, self-belief, healing your past, all of these things. You know, we're on this mission to help as many people as possible transform their lives, create that lasting change, and be able to to really strive towards the best version of themselves without having to hit rock bottom and without having to have like just tons of resistance. So anything helps with the growth and Jillian honestly thank you so much for for joining me and my first guest of course I'm so honored I'm so happy to be here thank you for having me of course of course thanks everybody we'll be talking to you soon